Welcome to The Sword and the Trial, a podcast of Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of churches. I'm Jared Longshore. I'm Tom Askell. Thanks for listening to The Sword and the Trial today. So glad to have you with us. And we would love to have you with us January 21 through 23. We have our Founders Conference coming up down here in Cape Coral, Florida, and the weather is already fine. That's The right. weather is wonderful today down here, and it's going to be wonderful in January, we anticipate. And we would love to have you come join us for our conference, The Only God. It's on the Doctrine of God. Uh, Tom will be preaching. I'll be preaching. Vody Bauckham will be preaching. Chad Vegas and James Dolezal will be preaching as well. We have Virgil Walker and Daryl Harrison joining us from the Just Thinking podcast. We're going to do a podcast live at the conference. Just thinking about the sword and the trial. Just thinking about the sword and the trial on God and the state. And we have so many things planned. So this is not just like come January 21 through 23. We actually need you to come January January 20th. And then you you should stay all the way to January 24. Come to church with us on Sunday morning. We've got all sorts of events planned. We're quite excited about everything that's going on. So we've got a lot of people that are coming to this conference and uh, we continue to see people register. If you haven't purchased your tickets yet, uh, make it so you can come in on Wednesday and join us for that pre-conference. If you have purchased your flight, you know, you could always go work with Delta and maybe kind of (laughs) rearrange things so you can come join us on Wednesday. Uh, On Friday night, we're going to have a fam dinner. And so we have our Founders Alliance membership and we want to inform people about what it means to join the fam. Many people do already support us and many of our listeners support us with the fam. And so we want to thank them. And then we want to invite many other people to join us in what we're doing. Yeah, So it's really not a fam dinner. It's a, it's a ministry update dinner. So it's more mud than fam, you know, but it's for (laughs) anyone that would like to know more about founders. Uh, We've got a lot of things that have happened this year have been really good. God's been so kind to us in so many ways. And we've got some incredible opportunities that we're on the brink of um, as we look at 2021 and beyond. Uh, the Lord is opening some doors that we feel compelled that we have to walk through and do our very best trying to be good stewards of the opportunities and the needs. And yeah. one of the things that's driven us, especially over the last several years, well, really since the beginning of Founders, is need. You know, what is what is needed and then what has God provided to us that we need to steward to help meet those needs? And so we're seeing that again as we look to the future and uh, look forward to making some announcements about that. Um, at the conference and before. Yeah, so that's Friday night. And so uh, right around five o'clock, but you do need to register for that dinner. So if you, you need a found, ticket. You need a ticket. So unless you're a member of the fam. Unless you're a member of the fam. Well, you still need a ticket probably. Yeah, we're going to give sort. you one free if you're a fam member. We're going to give you one free. And then there's a cost associated if you're not a part of the fam, but we'd love for you to come have dinner with us that night at five o'clock on Friday night uh, during the conference. And then later that evening, there'll be another session. And then after that uh, last session, Friday Friday night, we're going to have an after party. But wait, there's more. Yeah, there's more. I mean, we're just not going to stop. We're very much looking forward to this Founders After Party. And uh, it will be uh, on site at the place where we're meeting for the conference. We're just going to have a time of fellowship and relaxing. It won't be formal, but it's going to be a great time. I believe the exhibitor space is going to be open. So just a lot of fellowship happening and uh, enjoying making connections and seeing old friends. And then do stay around Sunday. Sunday morning after the conference, we've got Vody Bauckham preaching at Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, and we would love for you to stay and worship with us on the Lord's Day. Yeah. We do have a special announcement coming up, but we can't talk about it right now. No, be quiet. It's a secret. It is a secret so but far, but, but it's, it's coming. coming soon. And it's a big announcement. And so we do ask you to pray because we've got some exciting stuff that's going to be announced very soon. And we ask that you would seek the Lord's face with us and ask God to bless 
what it is that's coming, which we're going to tell you about. Yeah, soon. You, you know, Jared, that's a really an important point. I mean, there are so many folks that have encouraged us over the last year, especially, and even more intensely, maybe these last few months, uh, by notes and cards and uh, emails, texts, and phone calls, and things. We are so grateful for that. Prayers. Uh, we just can't. We cannot begin to estimate sufficiently prayer. And the things that need to be done that we see that we want to try to be good stewards and, and helping to address can't be accomplished by human resources. Mm-hmm. We need divine mm-hmm. power. We need divine enablement. And uh, God gives that through the prayers of his people. So if, if God brings us to mind, if you would pray for us, you could not stand with us any more powerfully than to do that. And thank you. So many of you have contacted us to say you do pray for us. Some people pray for us daily. And we're grateful for that. Wonderful opportunities, great challenges, and we want to be good stewards. Amen. You know what I think we need? A book. I think we need wisdom. Wisdom. We need wisdom for kings and queens. <laughs> well, it just so happens that I'm holding in my hand mm. Wisdom for Kings and Queens, which is a book called, subtitled Truth for Life, written by Jared Longshore. In the flesh. In, in, yeah. Well, what written in the flesh, hopefully. I hope it, it was written, written in the spirit. It was written in the spirit. <laughs> That's right. And I am here bodily with you. <laughs> That's right. Better. <laughs> the uh, wisdom that comes from above, hopefully not the wisdom from below. No. Th- and this is a wonderful book. This is a book you can put in the hands of any believer, really any believer of any age and they will read and benefit from it because it is based upon the book of proverbs uh, you preach what two years ago or so yeah i think it was proverbs. about two years ago here at grace and uh, man that sermon series was so wonderful people were greatly helped by it in our congregation and through your further studies of proverbs and the things you had to work out for your sermons you began to put together uh this manuscript and it turned out wonderfully well so let me just read a few of the chapter titles um, it's got 15 chapters in it. One of them is called Wisdom Will Deliver You. And then another one is Sexual Sin Kills, A Rod for the Back of Fools. And uh, where's the one I'm looking for? The Scales Belong to the Lord. Mm. So what is equity? What is justice? Yep. God gets to decide that. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed preaching the um, series of sermons through the book of Proverbs here at Grace a couple years ago. And as I did, it was like, God giving us as a congregation exactly what we needed amid mm-hmm. the chaos of what was going on around us. And uh, so many of those. So you mentioned the scales, uh, the chapter there on the scales belong to the Lord. That's from Proverbs sixteen eleven, which says a just balance and scales are the Lord's all the weights in the bag are his work. <laughs> and I started there, all the weights in the bag, you know, are his work. And so, yes, we we manipulate uh, justice. We like to um, judge w- without using equal weights and equal measures. Put our finger on the scale. Put our finger on the scale. You know, in back in the day when you had a weight, you could you could wrongly mark it to mm-hmm. deceive people. You know, but it it's God who actually holds the scales of justice. And a lot of that was here behind by what standard? The book by what standard? Yeah. It is God's standard. So if you're going to want justice in the world, and we ought to want justice in the world, you're going to have to look to God's standard of justice because that is the real standard of justice. Yeah. And of course, Proverbs tells us uh, that, and then it instructs us on how to live wisely in God's world. It is God's world, and we can try to live according to other standards and other principles, and we can try to manufacture reality, and we can claim certain identities or uh, assert certain things, but none of it 
will work. None of it will get us in harmony with the God whose world it is if we are not submitting all of our thoughts and all of our sense of identity and all of our sense of propriety to what the God who created the world says those things are. Right. And so that's where wisdom comes in. You know, what, I mean, what is wisdom? If you're going to just try to give a, a real quick sense to someone who asks, man, you know, what do you mean by wisdom? How would you how would you define that? Yeah, I'd like to set it against just thinking about um, knowledge or truth, you know, that, which is, uh, this is why I wanted to um, write this book is because there's a lot of guys that say, well, we're serious about truth. Mm. We're serious about truth. But it's like, you're serious about it up in an ivory tower. Uh, you're serious about it up on the fifth floor of the prestigious seminary. But what about bringing it down here and actually living that truth, taking God at his word, abiding his word in the way that you live? It's, it's faith and obedience. So it is the word of God applied to life and understanding that this indeed is God's world. We're meant to live in it. We're not meant to detach from it and, you know, say, well, we'll kind of theoretically hold to these commitments. Uh, There's no wisdom there. Wisdom comes from above, but Mm -hmm. it comes down to us and we lay hold of it right here on earth and we uh, obey God. This is uh, one of the chapters on God's wisely designed world. And as I was working through, this is Proverbs 3, I was working through it, it was remarkable to see the language in the text about the way God actually established the world in which we live. He says this in um, Proverbs three nineteen: the Lord by wisdom founded the earth by understanding he established the heavens. And uh, I was meditating on that saying, you know, the, the world in which we live has actually been established in wisdom. Mm. And so wisdom has something to do with, with the world. It has something to do with the way that you're going to live. It's not just a theoretical commitment. And I think we see a lot of that in our day. I'm hoping that this book will be useful to people to say, okay, there's some ways I need to come down out of that tower and actually get to work trusting and obeying God right here. Yeah. You know, and you can do, you can do it theoretically. You can have that and it never hits the ground, but you could also have truth and handle truth or try to apply truth in a very foolish way. And we see this done numerous times. You can make mistakes on a lot of different sides, but the two big ditches that we need to avoid are one is, well, you know, I have the truth, but I don't want to be offensive. And so I'm just not going to apply the truth. And you think, well, I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. On the other hand, you think, well, I've got the truth. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to beat people up with it. And if they bleed, well, they're bleeding because they don't get in line with the truth. And, mm-hmm. and wisdom is completely different than either one of those. Wisdom never compromises the truth, but wisdom never treats the truth in isolation from real life situation, real life people. And we need to know how to do that. I'm struck by this pretty regularly whenever, uh, I think it's in the larger catechism. We've talked about this a lot. You know, one of the questions, I forget which one, 176 or something like that in the larger catechism is how should the word of God be preached? And there's a long answer to it, but embedded in that answer is according to the necessity and capacity of the hearers. Mm -hmm. What do they need? How much can they take? And you remember Jesus said, I have many things to say to you, but you're not able to receive them. Right. Okay. Well, that's wisdom, knowing when to speak, what to speak. Yep. I think when we um, begin to operate that way, you know, well, here's the truth. I'll deliver it to you. However, you know, I'm not worried about the Mm -hmm. delivery. Um, There's a lack of the fear of the Lord, which is what Proverbs is all about. I mean, the beginning of the knowledge is this fear of the Lord. And the, the man or woman that's just 
spouting off truth without concern for actually communicating that truth uh, the way God has told us to do so in his word. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you're beginning to just operate in the world apart from the wisdom that comes from above, yeah. apart from uh, an actual reverence for God and saying, if he doesn't attend this word that I'm communicating by the power of his spirit, then there's no way for any good to come from it. And sometimes our, if our rebukes become harsh or um, high-minded when we're communicating, it's because we're actually not depending upon the God who is to mm-hmm. attend his word by spirit. And we're trying to control and manipulate things ourselves, which is a sign of that wisdom that's from below rather than from above. Yeah, and to, to live wisely isn't always the easiest path yeah, because you're going to wind up with uh, a lot of questions and maybe some uncertainties along the way. Um, and, and and yet there really isn't an alternative. And I, I, I do get weary of the folks who think, well, the the proper way to live is just to show love and mercy and affirmation to everyone and you never confront with truth. But I'm equally weary of the guys on the other side who think, well, you know, I'm a truth bearer and so consequences don't bother me. I just leave people bleeding. And they, they go around thinking that they've actually served the God whose truth it is. And it's not the way that we see in the Word. Mm-hmm. The Word of God tells us uh, how to, to exercise long suffering, you know, how to exercise discretion, you know, how to exercise um, a a way of communication that is winsome. Let your speech be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Mm -hmm. So it's savory. I mean, all of these things come from God. And if we don't submit ourselves fully to the word, not only in what God says to us and how we are to steward what he says, but the ways that we are to steward what he's given to us, then uh, we can wind up doing a lot of damage and missing a lot of things that he has for us in his word. Yeah. And it, as we do that, the, um, the truth that came through Proverbs as I was working through it uh, very clearly, particularly in chapter nine was that there's no neutrality, you know, you will be wise or you will be foolish, mm. but you don't get this, um, you don't get this middle road, you know? <laughs> and so uh, chapter nine's beautiful in the book of Proverbs. You have uh, Lady Wisdom who is set up and uh, the wisdom is personified. It's a lady who's, who's, um, who's established her home and mm-hmm. she slaughtered her beasts and she sent out her servants to call those to come to her house. It's this glorious picture. Lady Wisdom is generous. She's saying, come, come here, eat and live. And, but then you have Lady Folly and she's sitting down. She's the picture's not of her busy in the house doing the work, but she's sitting down. But she also sends out her servants, and she sends out people to to come. And you say, "Oh, this is fascinating." You have these you have these two pictures, Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. And the implication is, you must choose. You're going to answer one of their calls. Which mm. one is it going to be? I think there's a chapter in there called "Will You Be Wise or Foolish?" and you, it, it's a sobering truth because we don't always operate that way. We think there really is. Well, I could be really, really wise or I could be really, really dumb or maybe I can be somewhere in the middle. Well, at the end of the day, you're living by faith in everything you're doing and therefore you're going to live wisely or you're not living by faith. And that is sin when you do that. And it's folly when you do that. And so it started to light up my world. So in, in everything I do, every moment of the day, every activity, um, I need to be doing these things by faith. Yeah. 
And when you look at it even from a little different angle, um, everybody does live by faith. It's just faith in something, maybe not the right thing. Mm -hmm. So my way seems better than God's way at this point, which is a way of foolishness. So I'm not believing God, but I am believing myself. Or I am believing my upbringing, or I am believing the culture, or something else. So you don't escape that. You know, at the bottom of all our activity, there are these commitments to a way of thinking and a way of living that we've bought into. And what we need as Christians is constantly to have our minds renewed and to be transformed by such renewal, so mm-hmm. that we're not, as Romans twelve one says, pressed into the way of thinking that yeah. the world loves to press us into. Yep, and it especially illuminates. Um our minds amid the particular sins of our time. I remember working through um, the chapter on sexual sin kills and thinking of how sexually promiscuous our times are. Mm-hmm. It's just so wicked. And um, There's this recent book out by Carl Truman that you and I are both working through right now, and I look forward to actually uh, completing it. It's 400 pages. And Exaltation so, of the self. Yes. Mm-hmm. and But he talks about the sexual revolution and what's all involved underneath of that. And, uh, boy, there are no um, pulled punches in the book of Proverbs about this. The, the woman is called the strange woman. Mm. And the idea is she is a foreign woman. She is she's a covenant breaker. She's foreign to God. She's foreign to the people of God. And these sober warnings about what happens if you go down to her house. You're not supposed to even go down that way. You know, the father speaks to the son, basically saying, why are you even close? You need to be mm-hmm. uh, far away from this sexual immorality and can provide a wonderful help where we can become desensitized to the sexual immorality that's all around us. And we say, no, no, um, that's not how God's called us to live. We're going to fear God, trust God, and his wisdom has nothing to do with that sexual promiscuity. Yeah. You know, uh, one passage I don't remember you dealing with in Proverbs and your sermon series is Proverbs 30, uh, verse one and two, this is Agor. He says, I am weary, O God, and worn out, and surely I am too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. So would you exegete that for us? I'm too stupid to be a man. <laughs> I, I, I uh, plead with him. Right. I'm too stupid to be a man. I've often said that's my life's verse, you know. <laughs> I'm too stupid to be a man. <laughs> but he goes on to say, I haven't learned wisdom. And so, I mean, it's the whole point of uh, what you've argued for in this book is learn wisdom so that you won't live like a stupid man. Amen. Well, I hope that it serves people well and can be a great encouragement to their faith. Amen.